0: Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Transplaner RPG. We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-Orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie,
1: my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an awesomear bloodhunter slash monster hunting expert.
2: I'm Erica. And I play V Shirzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry.
3: My name is Lyra, and I use they, she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background.
4: I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Arakoko artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory.
5: You can support
0: Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign you can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on apple podcasts this helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us so with that out of the way here are the content warnings for this episode content warnings for this
5: episode include sickness bloodletting murder death fantasy violence fire and burns heights and toxic relationships
0: Part 2, Episode 5, Salvation Without
5: Blood, From Wrapped in My Body I Dream, by J. Jennifer Espinoza. The Raven Queen shines blackly. Her echo bleeds through the myriad eyes of myriad crows perched upon the twisted roots of death-bleached
0: trees. Four teenage apostles prostrate themselves at the base of the weave-spun nest, black vestments heavy with bone and mud.
5: When the five of you first arrived, it seemed like they were praying. Now the truth becomes obvious like fresh blood on snow. An invisible force
0: holds these apostles against the ground heavier than steel, than
5: age, than death. After all, divinity has mass. Gorgeous, violent mass pressing down on the five of you from all sides, crushing, pinning, pulverizing, and yet, Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V, you remain standing. Where holy folk and even the strongest of warriors would have fallen to their knees, you remain standing. Incredible. This thaumaturgic pressure, this holy weight, is enough to flatten bone to dust and crack diamond, and yet, the four of you still stand. Maniah, you stumble backward, struck by the smell of ocean, the lash of storm, the vision of a hot and swirling tempest. V, you reel from the memory of a bed, a man, the splitting grief of betrayal. And Dewey, you stagger from the sound of wind, a sweeping expanse of field, and freedom, 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 ringing in your skull. The only person not standing in your group is Rev. Rev, that
0: broad-shouldered and big bicep drow woman, Rev, from the court of ravens, Rev,
5: with her feather-black leathers and spiked whip and daggers, Rev kneels in the mud, panting, sweating blood,
0: clutching her temples as though that could block out the immense sound of a god's voice.
5: "'My paragon cannot serve me like this,' says the echo of the echo of the Raven Queen, not with hatred in her heart. "'Vinash, my brother, war-maker,' Earth Singer please help her. You have the child of Sen, the children of four of us with you. Make my Baragon understand If she completes her duty, if she slays the demon, nothing tethers her any more, and we will lose again. Vinash, blood rage, second of Yudabathi, voice of power, please, help her understand. Oka, Vinash speaks through you. What does he say?
6: Mother of feathers and the dark, there are some things that we will never see eye to eye about. Your paragon will be stronger with me by her side. We will take the rage and form a mountain upon which you may nest.
5: Vinash, my brother, Red, you do not understand. If you allow the rage that consumes you to consume her after she completes her goal, she will be no longer with us for nothing else matters to her than her hatred. Something else must matter. Something else must compel her.
6: She will find what it means to have power. I will be sure of it. She will not get lost. This body doesn't suit me. It too fails under the fire and the lightning. Yours would do the same. But I will make her strong enough to hold you.
5: Perhaps it is not strength she needs, but
0: kindness. And uh, as the Raven Queen says this, her voice begins to fade.
5: But now, Vinash, my brother, blood-sworn, second of Yudabathi, I must rest. Go. Go. And with that,
0: this huge, hydraulic force, this presence of a shattered god, slowly rises, lifting off of the atmosphere, lightening your shoulders from the burden. Retreat back into that large, twisted nest made of gnarled roots and broken branches and shattered leaves. And the one hundred ravens that her voice was coming out of through one hundred of their throats all take flight in a flutter of wing and feather and like a dark cloud cover out the light shining through the canopy and disappear into the trees and that pressure from
1: all around you is now gone. What do the four of you do? I don't know if... does you. I don't think Yudabathi has necessarily let go of Oka yet. Okay. And I think he... Oka's body is piloted by Vinash to stand in front of Rev, who is still kneeling. Yes. And they tilt her chin.
6: We have a lot of work to do, Rage Seeker.
0: Uh, Rev looks up at you panting, and you see that her sweat that was coming out through her pores is commingled with blood as she uh, looks up at you. Then she looks down at the blood coming out of her body, like she's surprised to see that she's bleeding. And her eyes are wide, you know, her gold rimmed pupils sort of blown wide with what you see as fear and anxiety and reluctance. Uh, and Rev just looks into your, your eyes, Vinash. Not Oka, Vinash. And she says,
6: What are you? Tired. For now.
1: See you soon. And then maybe does it dissipate there?
0: Yeah, I think maybe Vinash is sucked back down and your eyes, I think, Oka, they turned gold, like red, like crimson, like all of it. The scleras as well. They sort of recede back into your double pupils uh, and they become black and blue again. Oka, you reel backward as Vinash is sucked back into you like a big god straw <laughs> sucking this shard of a god back into your soul. Manaya, ding, <laughs> <The things laughs> suck. Manaya, Dewey, and V, what do you do?
3: As soon as... Banaya senses the the shift of things lifting. Uh, She books it forward, specifically for Oka, but I guess for Rev too.
0: Rev suddenly jerks away from your sudden movement as though she were like a cornered prey animal seeing movement in the dark. And she like immediately gets like, she gets up and she's like panting. She's kind of crouched over a little bit. And she like raises a hand that you realize now has the shining uh, length of a dagger clutched in her palm.
3: Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you okay?
0: Uh, she lowers the dagger, turns, and begins to flee.
3: Minaya lets her go.
0: All four of you hear, like, the crashing of her huge, muscular body, uh, tearing through the undergrowth, uh, the shuddering vines and leaves spattering the ground with some earlier atmospheric wetness.
2: He's gonna watch Rev and look back to the group and be like, Should we really let let her go? Do we not need her? She'll be back, nice. given what just
3: happened. Oka, please tell me we got her.
1: Well, where do I even start? So you know how I said that because we were all dreaming, we were all involved? Right. So uh, in- involved is maybe a light, a lighter word than I would have used now. I saw you all in there. The sun, freedom, open fields, good at gestures at Dewey. Then at Manaya ocean like salt in my teeth and grief heartbreak desire love fee
3: look that's not important are you okay and did we get the the Raven queen the piece of the Raven queen
1: I think I'm fine we're all kind of fucked though I wouldn't say that everything's okay uh she's
3: did we lose she- her
1: no, no, she's... Oh, thank the gods. She's still waiting for Oka gestures at the hole of foliage that Rev disappeared into.
2: Well, if I understand correctly, you're not the right person for Vanash, right? So why can't uh, Raven Queen just hop in one of us temporarily?
1: She's different than Vanash. It's working out so
4: great for Oka,
2: uh, it seems like.
1: Hey watch your watch your beak bird
2: Look, I'm not uh, I'm not volunteering to have some type of godlike being jump into my body it just uh, seems leaving without anything feels a little disappointing
1: well she's safe at least all those birds I guess are enough to hold her but she won't she won't take any of us she wants Rev and she I don't think we'll settle for, I mean, maybe Dewey. I mean, you're not a raven exactly, but. Dewey's like on the ground, scooching backwards. (laughs) Roka's saying this.
0: Excuse me. Uh, The voice comes from one of the four apostles that were Formerly prostrating in front of the weave spun nest, now now that the pressure has, like, disappeared, you know, that, like, huge, overbearing presence of the echo of the Raven Queen is gone, the four of them seem to be, like, coming back to their senses, and they're, like, slowly, like, staggering to their feet, draped in black vestments, caked in skulls. And uh, One of them is sort of, like, leaning, like, leaning, like, bodily against the side of, like, a trunk, a big moss-dappled trunk that encompasses one of the many, twining to, to form that huge nest in the center of this forest clearing and she sort of turns to the four of you her her face is uh, uh uh painted uh to sort of resemble like bones uh, and she's also wearing like a, a half half skull of, of a bird coming out from her forehead she goes Ayur. she looks super out of it she looks super discombobulated like she just woke up from being hungover. uh i'm i'm sorry but the uh this is whole this is holy ground outsiders
5: cannot cannot trespass
3: Right, of course. Are you all going to be okay?
5: Yes, uh, we must have been caught by a a, a sickness or or something. I, I don't quite remember. It's okay. It's
0: okay, Fern, uh, says like another one of the apostles, like patting her on the shoulder. This one's significantly shorter. Seems to be maybe a halfling behind all that paint. Um, and he goes, We're uh, ever since we took up guard here, we seem to be struck by sickness every so often. We come to on our knees must be the presence of the queen. Looking at them, the four of them don't seem to know what happened exactly. They seem to have, like, been rendered like like their memories have been evacuated. Like, they don't know that the ravens were all just talking, uh, and that the raven queen was speaking to the four of you, and specifically to Vinash through Oka.
2: We can let these—we can go. We, if you don't want us here, we can go. We've, you know, we're just travelers. We, we wander. We, we found this place, but we can go.
5: Yes, if you, if, you if you don't have official court business, I'm,
0: I'm afraid we have to ask you to leave. This is, again, this is a protected site.
1: Oh, my stomach. Godhood drains the body. Okas, you know, I think there's still something like percolating in their like God ridden mi- like mind that's uh-huh. like, like, they can still taste like blood in their mouth uh-huh. moment. You follow broken branches and snapped
0: twigs and big cloistering footprints in like the sucking mud underfoot. You follow, follow, follow. It's not hard to find Rev. Mm -hmm. You find her eventually. She's sort of like huddled up against a dead tree. Her broad shoulders sort of one shoulder nestled into a hollow of the tree and her back is to you. And you can see, like, she's got, like, feathery pauldrons on, and they're sort of heaving up and down as she's, like, breathing. She seems to be breathing very deeply and very shallowly. And she's just sort of, like, leaning there with her back to the four of you in the middle of this swamp. And you see, like, fungal pods, like, pulsating nearby, like, glowing with a kind of sickly green bioluminescence.
3: Mania uh, puts a hand up for, for quiet and mouths, I've got this. And she steps forward, intentionally making a little bit of noise, but not, like snapping twig noise and just goes, Hey.
0: I'm not a hero. You can't make me a hero.
3: You're right. No one can.
0: I can't be her vessel.
3: Manaya has her hands up, but is taking a few steps closer. She sits down in the mud. Why's that?
0: There's leeches in the mud. You don't want to sit.
3: Oh, oh, oh! oh.
0: Uh, she wipes some blood off of her brow. Sort of mixed in with the sweat. She looks down at it, kind of wonderingly. She says, "I haven't bled in a really long time." She sort of like whips her hand, and the blood blood comes off. Someone but- like me, Manaya, is not meant to be a hero. Someone like me is, has been, and will always just be a hungry ghost. My name. Rev And she actually She turns to you And takes out a dagger She actually brings the dagger Down to her arm And cuts And even though A wound Blooms Along Her arm No blood comes out And she sort of Looks at this cut You know It's just sort of like Dry flesh She flexes her arm And then it knits back Together again Rev Revenant I am already dead Profane undeath I am the opposite of everything the Queen of Bones and Feathers stands for. I do not believe whatever that thing is inside that nest. Why would it? I am not a hero. I am a corpse. And the only thing that keeps me going is knowing that one day I will put my knife between the ribs of that dog-headed man and I will feel him die.
3: Then what? Will your soul be released? Go to the after?
0: Well, there's no after anymore, is there?
3: Will you be at rest? Will you have taken your... vengeance? Fulfilled your life's duty and, what, lie down and die? Again?
0: I suppose I will, yes.
3: My mother told me once that trees and grass and the little bugs that crawl upon your fingers aren't alive because They have no soul, they have no heartbeat, blood does not flow through their veins. My father, on the other hand, maintains that all life grows, all life changes, all life moves, and no life has one goal. We met in the pits in Dabathati. You were there tracking this dog-headed man that's after my friend. No non-living being could have wielded the power that you had back then. The way you moved with that whip. The strength you carry. The resolve to keep going in the face of certain death. I mean, look at me. I thought I was going to die, and I'm... I don't like to brag, but... But you. And the way you... The way you reacted when Oka pulled out that soul. You may not be a person, per se, but you are alive. And I admire you for... Chasing after your goals so vehemently. Maybe I care too much, but I just hope you don't miss out on the other parts of the the other beautiful parts of the world. You don't have to be the Raven Queen's vessel. No one's forcing you, no one's making you. But I think it's time we caught you up to speed on what's going on, what's really going on. I mean, I was gonna wave over uh, the other three party members and just explain everything uh the dreams the vanishing the stranger the paragons why we need them the limited well of magic and at the end of it all she asks now that you know what's going on why we are adventuring why we're here I will ask without bias you're free to answer in any way you'd like the world does not need a hero it needs power it needs to become the new normal this is not normal we don't need you to be a hero. We need you to work with us for the sake of everyone.
1: Sen, Mahu, Gatenger, Scott and <laughs> You are asking the impossible
0: of me.
3: To give you not what but needs to be done.
0: I am hatred. I am fury. I am vengeance. I am not a team player. Get in line. Rev's gold-rimmed irises snap over to your double pupils.
1: Uh, Oka. She sort of, like, clenches her fist, like, around the hilt of her dagger. I appreciate the way Mania speaks. But maybe you and I speak a more similar language. Get up. You speak to me as though you
0: know me. Get up. Who are you to tell me to get up?
1: Get up!
0: Uh, sounds like you're trying to provoke her into doing what you want her to do. And she has some resistance to it, so I need you to roll intimidation. I'll give Maybe. you advantage though, because oh. you did just sort of like shoot out Vinosh.
1: <laughs> like I, like,
0: two minutes ago. That's a <laughs> natural 20,
1: baby! Natural 20! Okay, what's this Minus one? two, isn't <laughs> it? It's <an> 18.
0: <laughs> okay. She looks at you and sort of like, very reluctantly, like, straightens. And like, sort of looks down at you, because she's much taller than you, Oka. Why
1: are you here? Why do you travel with them? Because you live, you die, and then sometimes you have to live again. (laughs) Ha!
0: I know that
1: more than most, I would venture. You think you're the only one who knows anything about suffering? You think you're the only one who feels like they're a monster? You think that because you don't bleed, I am a monster. There is no place for me here among the realm of men. Get in line. None of us are just people anymore. None of us. Not only that, we're the only people we have. Why do I stay with these people? I fucking ask myself the same question. Because, because when I thought that I would never trust anyone again. That I wouldn't let myself near anyone because I was afraid. They asked me to stay. Because they're brave.
0: You think you can fill the hole where my heart used to be with what? Platitudes? Friendship?
2: He starts laughing audibly. When you say, friend, that you're not a hero, I relate so much to you because all I want to do is get through all of this so that I can get rich. Because you know Andake is going to pay a hefty fee if we save the world. I did not trust anybody. I was on my own. And I, I too, hate someone so badly. I would love nothing more than to quit what I'm doing here and go find this person, Sievert, and end his life. And when I finally found Sievert, I know I can trust these people because Manaya over here, when she didn't have to, she stood by me. When I finally met this Sievert and, you know, when when things got ugly and there was a fighting that happened, uh, she stood by my side. She didn't, I would have easily died that day had she not had my back. You say your rage, your
4: fury, we're all... We're all something outside of whatever fate wants us to be. I'm regret, shame, but we have to be more than that right now.
0: Uh, Rev looks at each of you in turn and seems to come to a decision. I travel with you for the bird, nothing more. Um, And she turns and begins to walk. She's talking about you, Dewey, because the Myriad myriad wants you. (laughs) Uh, As you walk, Rev sort of draws short after a few minutes, and you all see the reason why, sort of lying prone in the ground in this path in front of you, uh, is a familiar rat folk man, uh, as well as two big burly looking dudes in sort of like studded leather and spiky bone from the championship. Even as you approach, the three of them are sort of like, oh, they start to get up. Uh, They look really nauseous, sort of similar to how the apostles uh, looked really nauseous by the weed spun nest. And as Rev's huge shadow falls over the three of them, the rat folk guy sort of scrubs his fur and opens his bleary eyes and goes, What? You. The five of you, you. You snuck up behind us, didn't you? Knocked us out. I thought we were gonna go meet up at the Weave Spun Nest and take care of this with honor, but clearly there's no honor here.
4: It- if we were trying to sneak up on you, wouldn't we have come from behind you and the Weave Spun Nest is that way?
0: Yeah, boss. It doesn't really make too much. Silence. No, 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 no. We, we were walking, and then there was this. You must have cast this <laughs> elf must have cast some spell on us. This, this pressure, and then we were just we were just out like a light. Yeah, and our
1: uh, our elf cast one spell, and you fell to your knees. Pretty pissed. Hey, I'm fucking. a pretty good spellcaster. Don't 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 give us <laughs> a dig on. <laughs> pretty pissed for fucking showing from you lot. Couldn't even make it there.
0: Uh, The three of them sort of like staggered to their feet, looking really sick. Like they look kind of green around the gills, like and like really like kind of exhausted, uh, because you know presumably getting closer to the weave spun nest to the presence of the Raven Queen knocked them out. (laughs) They couldn't even get there. And this ratfolk guy who had introduced himself as Ace earlier sort of goes, you know what? Let's get out of here. we we've we've got other obstacles to investigate and set up anyway for the Derby.
5: And you know what, the five of you better watch yourselves. Tide's
0: coming in. Uh, And he sort of looks cryptically at his two sort of salt-drenched companions. They turn and they begin to like leave.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were going to fight.
0: Manaya. Their backs like, stop. You know, you see the tail of the rat guy, like, lash. He looks over his shoulder and he says, my, 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 Uhan, are you throwing the gauntlet
5: here?
3: We are fulfilling our end of the deal. We were promised a fight and we're here with not but the scratches from the brambles.
5: Fine, you know
0: what? To the death then. Name your champion. Cassius, you be the first. Uh, and he sort of taps like the shoulder of one of the big dudes and he, and the other guy goes, well, I wanted to be the first. Uh, but Cassius goes, no, no, brother, it's my turn. He cracks his necks. His neck, he does have two. He cracks his neck and he steps forward, sort of like rippling his muscles. And Rev just goes, <sighs> championship nut. They're challenging us to a formal duel. One of you is the, is the primary. The other one is your, is your second to the death.
2: They can't even take a little cantrip from a little elf? I'll give them a go.
0: <laughs> You're going to be the first me? Let's do it. Okay.
2: We keep them alive.
3: Subdue them. Make it make it look like they're dead.
0: And Ace goes, Priam, you're the second. And Priam goes, Yeah, of course, no one else. Um, and then uh, Ace just sort of stands back, and he's like wringing his wringing his hands and says, "Name your second already. Who's your regent?"
2: You and your big words, friend. Why don't you just say what you mean? Uh...
1: I am saying what I mean. <laughs> Freaking out Okay, Sires.
0: okay. Would
2: you please show these people some manners with me,
1: <laughs> darling? I thought you'd never ask. Okay, okay, you step forward, all right. Rev just sort of goes,
0: and she like sort of steps off to the side and leans against a boulder, crosses her arms and watches. Ace, the rat folk goes, I'll arbitrate. Very well then, draw your weapons. Uh, and this guy who's unarmed again, you see him like take a stance and he just sort of like flexes his arms, almost like he's about to do like martial arts or something.
2: I'm gonna cast uh, minute meteors, I'm just gonna, Hold out both sides, and then just, you see the air spinning around and all of a sudden six meteorites form around her.
0: Okay, and they begin to like circle and orbit you. Magic users, I'm surprised you still have any of that juice left. I'll make sure to wring it out of your dead body. He sort of like flexes his hands. And V, I need you to roll initiative. Uh, Yeah,
2: it was a nine.
0: As you ready yourself, just to set the scene a little bit here, we're in the middle of a swamp. Uh, Manaya, Dewey, and Oka, you, the three of you as well as Rev, you're standing off to the side, you know, uh, as V you step forward, you know, your your boots sort of squicking in the mud. You get to see his face and his body in more detail. Uh, He's kind of like shaven, almost like mossy like hair, like leaving like a low like mohawk sort of situation on his head. Uh, He's got this like deeply tanned skin with all sorts of like old scars all over his body, but he's just kind of... You know, aside from, like, the, the huge, like, skull pauldron with, like, these big, like, spikes, bone spikes coming out of his shoulder, he's dressed pretty plainly in, like, just leathers as well as these, like, like, like tattered sort of jean-like cargo, like, pants uh, with big old boots. Uh, and he is unarmed, as far as you can tell, but he sort of curls his fists, and you see that his fingernails are kind of long and raggedy and almost like they're trimmed to be sharp. And as he flashes a predatory smile at you, you see that his teeth, his canine specifically, seem pretty big. Uh, his his tawny eyes sort of like look at you, like, he, like you're prey that he's cornering and he's a wolf. So with your nine, he goes first. V, uh, he, he moves very, very quickly. Even though he's so big and he was talking smack, his body just sort of darts forward like a snake striking. And in an instant, he's up on you. What's your AC? It's My big.
2: AC is 16.
0: He, he doesn't manage to hit you. How do you dodge his attacks?
2: At the last second lunge, he, like, jumps on a bramble up on a tree, but, like, not into the tree, but, like, onto the trunk, and then, like, kicks off and lands, like, on the other side of him.
0: Okay, yeah. He comes charging forward, and you see that, like, his his, his hand has curled into a fist, and his other hand is out, like like this, like, straight. He, like, throws, throws a punch at you. You somersault away from him, flip off the tree and land behind him. And then he turns around and he slashes at you with his offhand, with his long, ragged fingernails. Um... He scores a hit, uh, and you are going to take 11 points of slashing damage, uh, as his hand just, like, rakes completely, like, down your chest. Like, some of your blood splatters against the leaves as he does this. And he, like, draws back, and he actually darts out of your range, uh, without you getting the chance to, like, attack him, and he, like, sort of backs away. How? With what? Because that's one of his features! He can avoid opportunity attacks as a bonus action if I he hate disengages. This. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> he like moves out of the way and he's like moving and he he seems very limber now, actually. And that smell of salt just gets sort of stronger, sort of reeking off his skin. Uh, and he sort of goes, ha, more where that comes from. Uh, and he's just sort of like cracking his head either way and looking at you.
6: Um, Walk it off,
0: V, you've got this. And now V, it is your turn.
2: I'm going to take two of my meteors as a bonus action. And I'm actually glad he walked away from me, honestly, because this gives me more room to, do, to throw meteors at him. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just, two of them are just going to be thrown. Like, they're going to make a little curveball and hit him from both sides. He must make a dex saving throw against okay. 14.
0: Uh, He fails.
2: Excellent. So he's going to take the full fire damage from two meteors. Okay. Which is a total of 4d6, then. 15 points of fire damage, Okay. and that was my bonus action, so now I'm going to cast Scorching Ray and send two streaks of fire at him, and my other hand I'm is going to be the, to on fire. the regent and oh, shoot it you at God. the regent. You're
0: going to shoot it at the guy who's not fighting currently? Yeah. Yep. Okay.
2: At the person I'm actually fighting is a 19 and a 16, and then at the other guy, that is a 21.
0: Okay, the 21 hits, the 19 hits, and the 16 just misses.
2: Two that do hit, first one is eight, and then the one to the regent is a 10 of fire damage. One hand is just gonna fire two that split off straight at the guy while he's still like reeling from the two fireballs hitting him. And then the other one is just casually like at her side as if she was doing a sleight of hand, just shoots backwards at at where she believes the other guy. Was standing.
0: Okay, just yeah.
2: Shoot straight out at him.
0: So the guy you're actually fighting, Cassius. He he dot. He spins. Even though like his head is like clamped, you know, and burning. You see like bits of like skin sizzling and fizzling, and the smell of like burning flesh a little bit, like starting to mix in with the clammy coldness of the atmosphere here. He spins and he spins out of the way of one of your bolts, right? That just sort of goes flying into the foliage and you, you hear, I don't know, like a duck squawk in agony. Uh, and then the other one like smashes into him and he snarls. It like takes off a chunk a chunk of his, his shirt there and it just scorches his skin and he lets out a guttural growl. And then, your other stray bolt of Scorching Ray slams into his region to second, um, Priam, who looks completely caught off guard by the fact that you're targeting him. And he reels backward actually from the force of the Scorching Ray. And at that, Ace goes, hey, hey, stop. Foul, what the hell are you playing at? You can't attack the region when he hasn't even been tapped in. What the hell are you doing? She didn't, that's I'm, stray magic.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a wild <laughs> Just fucking sorcerer. watch where you're standing. I... I can't control what comes out of my body sometimes.
0: Okay, V, I need you to roll deception uh, with advantage because Oka's helping you. 24. The Raffle guy, Ace, squints his, like, kind of beady eyes at you and he says, I just control it, okay? Because even stray magic that it looked pretty targeted to me. So just control your freaking magic, okay? Or well, we're calling this whole thing off, alright? Disqualification rules. Oh, I'm sorry, are you scared? Stray magic or not, it's your responsibility to keep that shit in check.
2: I'm sorry, I'm not from where you are. I don't have your customs, and where I come from, a fight is a fight.
0: Boss, I'm okay. Cassius, give up hell. And Cassius like cracks his knuckles again and says, I see what you're doing. He sort of leans in like says under his breath, you're playing dirty, aren't you? Yeah, two can play that game you little. Uh, And then he says like a really mean square word at you. (laughs) And now I think it's on to the second turn. Oka, you're just sort of sitting there. Would you like to try to roll some history to see if you know anything about the rules of dueling in like the championship to see if maybe you would have learned this in your studies? 13. 13. I mean, you know the rules of dueling in too long. It's pretty different here. Uh, there's no first or second or anything like that. There is some sort of like mechanic or some sort of rule where you can tap out, but if you do, you would know that like V would not be able to tap back in. It's sort of like a final one-and-done sort of thing. This guy, Cassius, cracks his neck and then he just goes, UGH! I can feel it, Ace. Can you feel it, Prim? Uh And the two guys, folks from the championship go, yeah. And Ace just sort of like raises his, his, his snout and says again, looking at like all of you with like a glint in his beady eye. Like I said, tide's coming in. And then Cassius transforms. Um, His entire body sort of cracks and cracks and cracks and the smell of salt gets stronger and stronger and then his face elongates, forming two like snapping jaws like a wolf's jaw and then like, like fur. Urgh! Sprouts just like from his skin as he gets bigger and bigger, uh, and his nails turn into claws. Uh, and you sort of see the reason why he was unarmed, and then like his boots actually split with his feet getting bigger and claws coming out of his feet. Uh, and then he lets out a howl. You see Andake's very own, probably for the first time in any of your lives, a tide wolf. <laughs>
1: Tidal. Transform. Fan service. Fan service. Tidal. Okay, Oka's in. Uh, Cassius, he charges
0: at you with a lot more strength and a lot more vigor than before. And he actually brings both of his fists down upon you. Bam! To try to smash you. So make a uh, dexterity saving throw.
2: Donkey Kong smash. 19.
0: Okay, uh, that is sufficient. You will take half damage. See, as you roll out of the way, he, ooh. Ooh. Okay. Full damage would have been 19. Uh, so half of that, rounded down, is nine. So you take nine bludgeoning damage as his fist just clips your like leg, let's say, on the way down. And wow, that is so much power in that one fist. And you see like sticks and twigs and mud just cloth splatter up from the force of his pound. And then he sort of turns around and he tries he tries to bite you with his huge like his huge mouth, just straight on you. Uh, so he is going to get you for uh, 12 points of piercing damage as his teeth just chomp onto your leg, and he does not let go. Uh, he is grappling you. And you actually are also going to take an additional point of, uh, let's see, five points of cold damage as you feel like an I icy chill. Cold. Great. So in that case, it's two. Two points of cold damage, like an icy chill, like seep into your bones. But like your resistance, like the rhyme that you had cast over your body earlier, like sort of like counteracts that. So V, it is now your turn.
2: So let's cast some shocking grasp. That is a 14.
0: That does not hit. Are you trying to hold on to like the mouth that's like grappling your leg? Yeah. Okay, Uh,
5: sparks fly from your grasp as you do so, but they just sort of dissipate against his fur. And you almost, like, feel like a derisive snort, like, come out from his nose.
2: With a bonus action, I'm gonna take two more meteors. He has to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh,
0: He does not make it.
2: All right, so he takes full damage. 16 points of fire damage.
0: Are you trying to kill him?
2: I guess I'll listen to Manaya and make it non-fatal.
0: Okay, yeah, so what does it look like as these two meteors crash into him?
2: I'm trying to not get myself in the fire. They're like four feet away as opposed to like right next to him. I basically push off two two meteors. They do the same like curved path and they hit about four feet behind him. And so it goes into like a mini fireball that just like grabs like, you know, his back and legs or whatever, like part of him is is further away from me.
0: Okay, yeah, turn like, like, his doof. tail off. Yeah, there's like a yeah. spherical explosion. He lets out a like a growl as you like singe his fur and there's like the smell of like, burning hair and burning fur as he's clasped onto you. Uh, and it's that the rest of your turn, V. Are you gonna try to escape his grapple?
2: I guess I'll try, but I'm not very strong. So. Okay, so
0: you can choose either your dex or your strength against his strength.
2: Yeah, I, I think V would try to do something more dexterous like, I don't know. Like um, wiggle. Wiggle. <laughs>
0: Even, like, oh, go against oh, the, oh, do
2: the classic, like running up the tree and like behind him like to Roll
0: just... hit a dexterity versus his strength.
2: Unnatural 20.
0: Wow. Okay. You managed to do it. What does it look like as you're like wiggling your leg out of his mouth?
2: V is going to actually like jump straight up and then like use, use him to like slide between his legs kind of like uh-huh. using him to pivot. And so like, he's just like runs into himself and like has to let go or like do a f- front flip essentially. So-
0: Great. Uh, So now it's his turn. He is not looking so great, actually. He's, like, panting. He looks haggard, you know. Um, And he's about to, like, try to, like, fight you again when all of you sort of hear a voice come from behind him, his brother, presumably, because they look so similar. Priam goes, I sub in. And as you see, Priam has also transformed, where his brother was kind of like a tawny brown sort of, like, shot through with, like, flecks of black. a Priam here is just, like, a pure, like, kind of like a snow white. Wolf here, uh, also with like that huge bone, like pauldron, like sticking out with spikes, and like his brother Cassius was like about to strike you, and he goes, <laughs> and he backs off, you know, like kind of limping a little bit, and Priam completely un- like uninjured except for that one like ten points of of damage that you struck him. Like he flexes his neck,
1: he steps in. uh Oka will also as soon as he starts, okay. Oka starts moving forward. Okay, they like put a hand on you know V's shoulder a little bit. May I cut in here?
2: Absolutely, I warmed him up for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that one.
4: <laughs> Can I do something before Oka steps in? Or, like, yeah, what as Oka's stepping? Uh, I also put a hand on Oka's shoulder, <laughs> a little bit like trembling, but um, I'm casting Sanctuary.
0: Roll sleight of hand to, like, disguise the fact that you're shielding Oka. 21. Okay, yeah. So, what does it look like, Dewey, as he cast a spell on Oka?
4: Um, it's hard to notice, but there's, like, like a little bit of a reflection in the air around Oka that you wouldn't probably wouldn't notice unless you hit it with something.
0: Oka, you step forward, you sub in for V. And V, uh, how are you doing? How's your HP?
2: Uh I'm at 14, so Okay, I'm, yeah. okay,
0: it's a little,
2: I'm maybe a little messed up. But a little uh, messed up, yeah. I've Pro- been worse. I have been yep. worse.
0: <laughs> probably in a similar state to Cassius then. Uh you, yeah. you step back, are you like limping a little <clears throat> from the bite and like the slash on your chest?
2: Yeah, I'm a little perturbed pair of perfectly fine vest and blouse being ripped a bit. So, um, but yeah, I'm limping away.
0: Okay, Avi, you limp back into the fold with Manaya, um, Dewey, and Rev. And Oka, you step forward. Oka, roll initiative! Uh-huh. Okay, you go first!
1: 20. I just saw that. Yeah, you go first. What do you do, Oka? They flex their arm, and it's just kind of like a one, two, poof, And the blade just like, just, like, shoots out. I think it's like red and gold kind of just, like, it looks like tempered steel, but it, it just like curves out of the front, you know? Mm-hmm. I think maybe for the first time, it's also like crackling with like, there's a little bit of like that red lightning crackling off of it. And again, a little bit of the heat of that flame. Tide maybe coming in, but it always goes back out, doesn't it? And they take a dueling stance and then they charge forward. Natural fucking 20, Connie. You can see it right there. I do, yeah. You can see it right there. there. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to- That's my third nat 20 of the session. I'm going to allow you
0: to either, to pick one of two things. One is you just get extra damage, which means that you will roll, you get full damage and then you get to roll again on top of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you can pick a special narrative boon that you get from it.
1: I'll just take the extra damage, it's fine. Uh, 30. With one hit? With one hit. You can roll damage on top of that too. Nine plus eight. 17. 47. 47 points of damage, okay. So what does it look like as you cleave into him? The same thing about the, like, who has an ugly fucking mug now? Oka punches him in the face, I think, with their fist. Since the blade comes like this, I think it gets around the back of his head and they just go, shoop, like against like the back of one of his ears. You're gonna try to puncture his skull? Non-lethally. All you- like, right, I mean, that like, doesn't seem very non-lethal to me. How do Oka? you-, How do you- <laughs> yeah. Pierce someone's none skull. skull not. I'm not, skull, trying, to, I'm not trying to pierce his head. It's it's a sla- It's slashing damage, not piercing damage. Okay, you're, sla- <laughs> you're slashing him in the back of his head. His furry head. It's fine. I'll just slash him across the chest. It's fine. Okay, across the chest. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna stab him through the head, non-lethally.
0: <laughs> Very zombie killer of you. Okay, you slash him across the chest. He gasps and he staggers backward. I have an extra attack now. Okay, uh, go for it. <laughs>
1: You're trying not to kill him?
0: I'm trying to fucking ruin his day. He's, he's, he's his day's pretty ruined.
1: <laughs> uh, 17.
0: Okay, that just hits. 13. Okay. Was that lethal or non-lethal? Non-lethal. Okay, okay. where are you getting him? Uh, it's like a whoop, one, two.
1: Like, ksh, ksh, like an X across his chest? Yep. Oka is just, like, there, and it's, like, the, like, one, two. And they, like, draw back in their duel Perfect stance. duelist stance. Okay. You, you draw back. Oh my god, I have plus two when I'm using a one-headed weapon also, so that's... Okay. Fifteen. Yeah. Sorry, I'm having a time, aren't I? So he's fully
0: dropped to one HP because it's non-lethal, right? Uh, you you like cut open his chest. He goes oh! and he like, takes a knee. Actually, who's an ugly fucking mug now? <laughs> he spits out a mouthful of blood, like onto the ground. And he looks up at you, and then he sort of like gets up to his feet, but he's panting really haggardly. And then he's gonna, not even saying anything, he's gonna like, r- run forward, you know, rush
1: you, cause you're right
0: there, and he's gonna try to crack your skulls together.
1: <laughs> oh, that's gonna hurt him more than it's gonna hurt me? So yeah,
0: make a, make a strength competition. 18. Okay, you, you yeah, you, you beat him, uh, but you're both gonna take damage. You, that's you were fine. You're both gonna deal damage to each other. Uh, but be, because you got a bigger die, roll a d20, and he's gonna roll a d12. Four. Uh, he deals 10 points of damage to you. 10 points of, let's say, like smashing bludgeoning damage is bang, it's like ring, 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 ring as your, eye, as your heads like collide with each other. And maybe you're both like a little discombobulated uh, when he opens his jaw wide and clamps down on your- I dealt him
1: four points of damage. He should be down. Yeah. He's at one left. And I just dealt four more with my skull. Oh, right, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah,
4: he, 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 he <laughs> is he gonna like kill
0: Okay, himself? that's lethal damage. It was his choice! Yes, that's lethal damage. So he he smashes, he smashes, (laughs) you're right, thank you for reminding me. He smashes his skull into yours, and you see his, like, skull crack a little. And then you see his eyes go, like, slack, and then he stumbles backward, and he stumbles, and then he sort of falls down, like, onto his knees. Dewey, for fuck's sake, would you please help this poor fucking idiot? And then he gets up onto his feet, and he just says, remember, you can't die here. And he lunges at you with, his, so with his jaws me. open. Dumb fucking tide wolf. So make make a dexterity saving throw. Mm.
4: I love this 100% homebrew content. Meant to kill us. 10.
0: Okay, that is not quite sufficiency. Oka is going to take, oh, that's not that bad, of uh, uh, 14 points of piercing damage, plus, okay, just three three points of cold damage. Uh, as his teeth again seem to be like imbued with some sort of like icy like frozen bullshit and fact, he just, uh, he's like chomped onto your onto your shoulder and he's holding you there just sort of like uh, his
1: brother he's like grappling you on the shoulder uh, Oka just starts punching him in the head <laughs> uh, with your sword <laughs> with the other hand and, and they actually are yelling at Ace call the fucking match, I won I won you fucking douchebag, call the match okay
0: Ace is laughing uh, and he goes, I said to the death And he's not fucking
1: dead yet, is he? That's it. I am going to use my radiant soul. So as this dumb fucking bitch-ass wolf is chomping down on my shoulder, uh, both wings sprout. Okay. uh, (laughs) Less transparent, you know? They just get less transparent every Every time. Every time, every time they sprout, yeah. More fleshy. Feathers! Oh, feathers. Feathers! feathers. Flesh! What the hell are you talking about? Flesh wings? Anyone? No! Please, no. Yeah.
2: Okay. Gross. That's the worst word I've ever heard in my life. Uh,
1: and as he's hanging on, Oka's just gonna, f- you know, like- You're gonna fly up into the air with him? Yeah.
0: But I have some inspiration for that, see? Oh, nice. For that, Oka. That's- that's a pretty smart idea. Okay. Uh, you fly up with your feathery wings. They poof, break out of your back. Almost painfully coming out, actually. Why don't you roll your crimson right dye as they they smash out of your skin? You fly up into the air of uh, fighting past the haze of pain, right? Of your wings breaking
1: past your flesh. I'm letting him realize that he I'm getting as high up into the air as I can go. Okay? And I'm letting him realize that he is no longer on solid ground. Okay? You like the fucking water so much? How about ah! I drop you in the fucking river? Ah! Uh, he's clamped on, and he's, like, wiggling on you. You think the alligators are gonna care if you can't die? They'll fucking eat you while you're still alive. He's up there, the sky is not his domain (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I'm trying to get him to yield. Yield! Or I fucking drop you in the alligator pit.
2: V's just gonna be like, Hey, Ace, catch, and throw the two fireballs directly at him.
0: Okay, yeah, uh... Ace's eyes wide and his his like rat ears peel back into skull, and he dives out of the way just in time as two meteors choo, choo, smash into the place where he was standing and poof, poof, explode against the ground and still hit him a little bit. And he scuds, you know, he falls onto his ass and he's like sort of like sitting there, like covered in mud and dirt and a little singed, you know, around the whiskers. And he goes, "You're crazy! You're cheating!
2: You're cheating, friend! In a place that there is no death, you're not calling a fight that is clearly over."
0: And on that, the Tide Wolf that was sort of like, hanging onto you, okay, he goes, Fine! Fine! I yield! I yield!" I drop him from like 10 feet up. <laughs> <laughs> you drop him from 10 feet up, he bang onto, you know, well, it's, it's mud, so he splashes onto the ground and goes, ugh, ugh. And he sort of rights himself, and Ace goes, Fine! Ugh, you're useless! Both of you are useless! And he's talking to like the two like wolf brothers who in that moment you see like the, the, the fur is like receding back into their flesh, you know? They're becoming more like human-like again and they like shrink a little bit and they both look real, real fucked up. And Ace picks himself up, he dusts himself off and he says, this isn't over. may have won this battle, but we're gonna win the frickin' war. By the war, we mean the frickin' derby. Come on, Cassius. Come on, Priam.
3: Mania starts walking forward. Towards the two who fought specifically, as they're shrinking down, she looks down, crosses her arms. You fought well. Don't let that bastard tell you otherwise. Good fighters. Uh, the- Hope you use your skills a little better for a better cause in the future. And she turns around and walks away.
0: The two brothers sort of look at themselves like stupefied. Cassius, the one that was like thrashed to death, <laughs> literally by Oka, who cracked his own skull open against Oka's head. I uh, just sort of goes, oh, yeah. Don't think you're better than us. Uh, but then, like, he, he sort of, like, gets up, like, limping, you know? It seems like the fawn maybe broke, like, a leg or something, and he, like, limps, limps after Ace and after his brother Priam.
1: Fucking punchable faces. Just a
2: weak-ass elf.
3: You did well, though, and Manai goes in for high-fives and hugs.
2: And in the, like, like, I feel like the hug, like, that's where V's like, oh my god, I hurt so much. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, yeah, be careful. <laughs> Can we get somewhere...
4: Where you guys can get patched up and rest, you look
1: What do you mean, you I feel terrible. fine? <laughs> Oka's wings are like lip <laughs> behind them. Yeah, Oka like, looks like they're like... about to die.
3: is <laughs> gonna take note of the direction they were walking in, supposedly towards the Derby. Try to memorize that and then nod at Dewey. Yeah, we should find a place to rest. Okay. Ideally without leeches in the ground.
0: Rev sort of pushes off against, like, she was just watching this entire time, like, silently. She pushes off against the trunk, like, uncrosses her arms, and says, I am no student of the healing arts. The most I could do is a bandage, maybe a splint. Let time take care of the rest. We can go back to the docks. They might have some poultices there. But most of the healers here got their power from worshipping the Raven Queen. That power is now gone, for obvious reasons.
4: Well, maybe I should heal them, then. Uh, I'll take out my little first aid kit and wrap up any bones that might be fractured and cover any open wounds um just to hold us over until we get to the next place we can rest
0: okay cool uh so rev leads you back there by the time you get there it's starting to get a little dark like in the sky you know and you're hearing like the plant like the plant life the groaning of like bugs and of birds all around you begin to like quiet down it seems like even the fauna and the flora here know that when dark falls Bad things happen here now in the court, but not like they used to. And Reb's like, footsteps seem to hurry up a little bit. Uh, and you finally reach this dock, uh, where you'd met that like old lady who was very excited for the two of you, Okam and I, to become new, new apostles of the Raven Queen. Um, and yeah, sure enough, you see Moss Crawler sort of like safely, like tethered uh, against like a rack uh, of other boats and canoes and kayaks and whatnot. Uh, the docks are, are 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 pretty not busy at this point. Um, you just see some home fires lit, uh, inside, like, the dock buildings. Maybe a few stragglers here and there hauling their boats in. No one's- no one's setting out at this hour.
3: We're here for poultices. Let's go find some.
1: Yeah. Are there any taverns around here? Hostels? Mm-hmm. There's one maybe a quarter of a mile down the river.
3: I'll get a
0: Alright. Can you hold on until then? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. You look like shit. You look like shit. Rev, like, clocks her head to the side.
3: (laughs) Don't mind them. They'll be all right.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, You take the the boat off of the rack and you level it against the shore and, you know, the five, it's just a little bit of a squeeze with Rev now as well, uh, Mm. but you manage to fit. Uh, And you get into the boat and you begin to, like, float down the black tongue. The sunless uh, light in the sky begins to dim, you know, and dim and dim. Uh, Rev actually reaches to her pack and she pulls out, like, a, a torch. And she lights it, and sort of like sticks it, like wedges it between two planks in the boat to sort of like help light the way. Uh, as you journey down this river, uh, let's say we have like a, a little while before we reach, uh, just a few minutes before we reach uh, the the dock town. Let's say uh, that Rev seems to be leading uh, the four of you toward. What do the four of you say in the stretch of silence?
1: It's so fucking annoying. Why would you? Fucking ask someone to duel to the death if you just want to keep fighting and fighting and fighting. Not call it. That was the worst fucking duel I've ever done.
2: I mean, if I could beat one of them, then they couldn't have been that good.
1: Exactly. They weren't good. They were just fucking annoying.
4: Some people just want to see others suffer.
1: I have a feeling they were scoping out
0: the competition. Yeah, well, they got their asses handed to them. And then she, like, like jerks her chin toward a cluster of lights uh, upon the shore on the uh, the far bank, uh, and you see like a like on stilts uh, what seems to be like a a little village or perhaps like a hamlet with just like a single very humble dock, um, and you see like like lights burning from inside buildings, you know, um, and they seem to be connected to each other by like a series of bridges and ramps and ladders uh, and ropes, uh, and they're all on stilts, like above like kind of like a um, a drowned in area of, of the shore. So, uh, Rev instructs you, Manaya, to sort of like guide Moss Crawler into that little dock area. And you, you, you know, as you're, you're, you being adrift between these like, like houses on stilts. Yeah. You see them pass. You can smell like food cooking from within. Um, and she guides you toward a place where other like, like cano- canoes and kayaks and boats are like docked. Uh, and there's like a little, like, uh, platform that the, the four, the five of you can crawl onto, uh, and the part where the wood has been submerged for many, many, many years, um, what?
1: <laughs> Erica just sneaks some of just I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> I did. I'm not gonna lie. Thanks,
1: Erica. <laughs> Sorry. I just watched I watched your sneeze and I <laughs> <the season> of... <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah, are you okay Erica? Yeah
2: <laughs> It's fine It was a magnetic eyelash It just fell off It's okay The, the anyway. speed at which my head flew forward <laughs>
0: <laughs> Expungiated the eyelash into your bomb Okay, I'm sorry for interrupting Connie No worries That was glorious um, Anyway, yeah There's a You're docked <laughs> Uh, at this little like village, this little hamlet. Uh, and Rev just sort of looks around, gestures at this entire small collection of, of houses on stilts and says, Vine hang.
3: What's the right to keep a boat here?
0: Rev just sort of shrugs noncommittally. It varies no more than a gold. Outsider's fee. Dockmaster should be right up there. And she sort of gesture, like jerks her head toward a little house that overlooks the Black Tongue, is the one that's farthest away from the depths of the Pluto Weald.
3: Right. Let's get out of the water, I'll go pay.
0: The houses here all sort of like smell Smell like fresh water. And the wood is always kind of damp, but not rotten, you notice. Perhaps it's some sort of magic that keeps the wood from rotting into the water, even though like so much of the black tongue is like constantly swilling up against the base. Um, The four of you make your way up the ramp. Malaya, you split off temporarily from the party to locate the dock master inside and pay him. Rev directs the four of you to a tavern, sort of like nestled between like a, a tall cypress tree with like hanging leaves, and branches and next to like a willow with their big like leaves hanging down, like tears, like green tears, crying. And the tavern has a very simple name. You don't know what, I don't think any of you speak Raven speech, right? Or understand it, right? But the name is in Raven speech um, and it's sort of like dotted up above uh, the entrance into the tavern. And Raven speech, the language itself sort of looks a little bit like a braille. It's like made of, comprised of like dots and whatnot, and Rev, without telling you, like translating for you, uh, sort of like nudges her way in, and you notice she pulls like a hood over her face to sort of like obscure it from people who perhaps might recognize her uh, as she goes inside. The interior of the tavern is very homey. There's no fire burning necessarily, but there are like several torch sconces like stuck into an array. Like on one side of the wall, that's like providing like a good amount of like uh, heat and warmth and light. And interestingly enough, there is an open pit in the middle of the tavern that sort of just opens up into like the river, like the swampy like water underneath. And there's like a couple of like like court denizens sitting around it fishing, Uh, and they're talking to each other and they're like smoking out of pipes. Uh, and the smoke just seems to, like, congeal against, like, the straw roof and just hang there pleasantly. Um, and behind the counter, there seems to be, like, two floors of this rather small tavern. All of you sort of see a, dra- a red dragonborn woman, like, swabbing the counter, and she looks up as you enter. She says, oh, outsiders. Uh, and her common is kind of uh, heavily accented. Uh, she almost talks like like a bird, like pecking, uh, like a woodpecker pecking is sort of how she speaks. Outsiders, uh, yes, hello, how can I help the five of you?
3: Three rooms, please, for the night.
0: Three? Uh, certainly. We we only had three rooms open, so what luck. Well, come, come. Let us figure out the rate.
1: Of course. Oka kind of, like, pushes V forward. No, no,
3: no, no. I'm paying a fair rate for this one.
0: She's, like, eyeing, like, the five of you up and down. You can see that she's, like, doing, like, outsider inflated prices, like, in her head. Uh, and the rate she comes out with is a gold, a gold per night, per room. Okay.
3: Do the rooms have at least two beds?
0: Yes. Well, two of them have two beds. One of them has one bed.
3: Right, that's yours, Rev.
0: Rev just sort of like nods, you know? And like the dragonborn woman looks very curiously trying to peer under her hood, but like Rev leans back so she can't see.
3: Do you watch over V, Oka and I. Three gold, you are.
0: Okay, she takes the gold from you and hands you your keys. How do the four of you spend the rest of your night?
3: I make sure Oka gets into bed and stays in bed, so they, don't try anything.
1: They actually are not interested in trying anything, except for bleeding into their bowl of scrying. To talk to Dr. Elisa. Yeah. So Rev sort of silently goes off to her own
0: room, and the four of you congregate in Oka and Manaya's room. It's a very basic room. There aren't stairs. Uh, there are stairs leading up to the second floor, but also like a, a longer series of ramps that lead up to the second floor that curl around the building from outside. So people in wheelchairs and with mobility concerns can also get up pretty easily. The four of you all congregate in, it's cramped for two, very cramped for four. There are two beds, but they're like twin size and smashed next to each other uh, is sort of the situation. And beds, they are mattresses on the floor. You know, They're not really even mattresses. They're just like stuffed with hay. Almost like hay bales with like a sheet over it. Or like, um, not hay, but like a, a river grass. Like stitched together, dried out and stitched together.
3: Progressively gets worse as you keep the it. Yeah, as I go
0: on, <laughs> yeah, it just it just deteriorates. <laughs> you go in, you close the door behind you, and there's hardly enough room to sit down, much less stand. Uh, okay, you pull out the bowl, you bleed into it. You have seven hit points left. So it eats me. I forget. Yeah, so maybe someone else should bleed into it.
2: Um, it's I've got some fresh bloody so marks. Why is it the two injured people talking? <laughs> well, because we're already bleeding and bloody, I'll do it.
0: Okay, V, roll 1d6. Three. Okay, three points of necrotic damage as you bleed-
1: I think Oka probably pulls it out.
0: Yeah, okay, Oh, I like that. Okay, you pull out from V's wounds, like, enough blood, and V, maybe you shudder a little bit, as even more of your life force <laughs> leaves your pale husky body uh, as your blood, like, enters and drops almost like beautifully into this like bowl, this decorated chiseled bowl. And do the four of you like lean over the bowl? No, we decided we're not doing that anymore. Okay, pushes it, like pulls the blood up. You pull the blood up and you hold it there and you push the bowl up. So it's like almost like a mirror looking back at the four mm-hmm. of you. Uh, and then the, the the surface of the blood glazes and it turns like almost like white. And then the four of you see Dr. Alusso's face behind glasses, you know, they look like they haven't slept. In maybe a few days. They look uh, kind of stressed out. And they're usually like kind of perfect. If kind of, you know, scraggly hair. It's kind of disheveled. And it looks like it's like kind of like bed rumpled. Um, And they're in the middle of like writing something kind of furiously. uh, When the four of you call in. And they don't even notice you at first. They're just, they continue to write. Excuse me, good doctor. Ah! Ah. 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 Yes. 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 My apologies. Yes. Uh. Uh, Please report in.
3: This is good to see you.
0: Uh, yes, it is good to see you as well, Manaya. Good news, I hope. How is the court?
1: How, how is everything? Well, um, we found the Raven Queen's Echo, and we found her paragon. What? As well. Uh, unfortunately, there's a, a, a little bit of a, a discrepancy, I guess. What do you leave out? Oka doesn't say anything about your past. Oh, or their past or anything like that. And they also don't say anything about the people. I mean, just what's important, really.
3: We mention Rev by name.
0: Do you mention that it's short for Revenant and that she's undead?
3: That's one of the complications, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, you bring that up. Uh, Dr. Lisa takes this all in. Uh, Oka, how do you round out your tale? Yeah, so everything's kind of fucked. (sighs) Dr. like takes like a long sigh, sort of like rubs the sides of their temple, like underneath their glasses. Not to add more to whatever
1: bullshit you're obviously going through.
0: <laughs> nothing, just strange dreams. Um... <sighs> what kind of st- Nothing of importance, really. You too? No, 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 no. Not like any of the dreams you've told me at all, uh,
5: stranger dreams, I suppose. About stranger. the stranger, or, has, or... No, no,
0: no, no. My apologies. <laughs> just, it's been quite strange. a day. Uh, quite a night, really. Um, Squeak usually keeps me in mind. Without her, I've been a little... And, like, they gesture, like, broadly at their office, and you see it looks even more disheveled than usual. I've just had dreams about... nothing, really. Nothing at all. Anyway, Revenant. Rev. You said she's with you right now?
3: Room next door, Wadden Inn.
0: I see. Well, if she is a revenant, that does not necessarily bode well. Once she dispatches of the myriad, or the myriad dispatches of her, her purpose, she will see it as fulfilled. And it seems like, despite all of your best attempts, she was not necessarily convinced to change sides simply because you asked. It appears you have to find something that can motivate her beyond vengeance. Maybe try to get to know her.
3: What happens if she fulfills her purpose?
0: Well, as a revenant, it is a kind of monster, a a necromantic entity, uh, a body, a corpse, a soul, reunited after death uh, to, to seek vengeance or fulfill some sort of burning goal that they could not in their mortal life. Usually vengeance. If she fulfills it, she's gone. And now that we know the now is cut off from the after, she's gone, gone. I don't really know what this means for us to
5: lose a paragon. It cannot be good.
1: That is, I think, what Vanash was saying. V, you know something of
0: vengeance and revenge, what tempers it?
2: I, when I find out the answer to that, I could uh, tell you. I, I still want nothing more than to uh, do away with Sievert, but I'm a little bit preoccupied with more important matters at the moment. So if we can think of something that might be more important to her, that she would drop this quest so that she would come do that instead.
5: Yes. Try to figure out what, what the object, uh, of her
0: vengeance is. Why, why, how has the myriad wronged her? Do any of you know? This has uh, been a long day for us too, Doctor. Ah, uh, yes, of course, you must be tired. Please, please, I- I'll hold you no longer, but my, you know, my parting advice is, is try-, try to get to the heart of the matter. Why is she so hell's bent on revenge? If we figure out the why, maybe we can figure out how we can motivate her otherwise?
4: And then maybe I can stop running.
0: Yes, Cardu. Perhaps. Uh, it might not be a bad idea. She seems pretty powerful for her to take care of your your would-be assassin for you. But if she did, of course, she would she would go. And yes, it's 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 yeah. Do have you ever
1: tried flying instead of running?
4: I just near. <laughs> narrows his eyes at Oka.
1: <laughs> ah, the look of a bird of prey. Be careful, Oka. Now,
0: is there anything else before I, I take a long overdue nap for myself?
3: One last thing. Something my captain taught me. Yes, when I, when I couldn't get to sleep, she said, Imagine the waves falling back and forth, up and down across your eyelids. It always helped me.
0: I will give that a try. Thank you, Manaya, for being gracious and kind as always.
4: Hold up. Did you get... Did any results from your research? Looks like you've been busy.
0: Uh, yes, I have been. I I have been trying to figure out what the next cataclysm might look like. If I can figure out the nature of it, uh, perhaps I can figure out a way to stop it. But try to convert my machine, make it more sophisticated, but it I I'm, I'm hitting something of a wall here. Thaumaturgics and mechanics don't necessarily mesh well all the time, as I'm sure you knew in your line of research at the URL, Dewey. It's just its just some research stuff. I won't bore you with the details.
3: With all due respect, Doctor, I think Cardu would appreciate it, but we <laughs> both need rest.
0: Yes, yes. Let's check in again tomorrow night. Of course. Uh, Sweet dreams, I hope the nightmare does not plague the four of you, or rather the five. If Rev is also a paragon, I am willing to bargain. She also gets the same dreams. And I will also do my best not to have any bad dreams. It's good to see your four faces, and uh, stay alive.
3: We'll be back with Squeak before you know it.
0: Uh, Dr. Luso nods, and the call ends. The call. The call. Well, yeah, it's a call. The, the Zoom call. The <laughs> Zoom call. All right, everybody, close out the Zoom call. All right. You know, the, host the host has ended the meeting. And, <laughs> Get a uh, notification.
1: Blood <laughs> splats back down in the bowl. See you all at eight a.m. On the dot, as always.
4: Uh, Dewey wants to make sure V gets into bed safely and whatever, and doesn't steal the robe or whatever from the hotel room. Um. Wait, the robe? That's what you're going with? <laughs> okay, you're gonna. <laughs>
0: You would boring. steal
4: whatever is in the room. You um, steal the fish
1: I right out of the just, pond.
0: Yeah, you'd steal, gonna, you'd reach into the hole and steal the fish. I was going to go
2: sneak to Rev's door and say hello and detect the now.
0: Oh, that's a good idea actually. I that oh seems God. easy. Dewey, are you Okay, so Manaya and Oka, I think is the real question. Are the two of you doing anything before you go to bed or are you being good
1: children and sleeping? Uh, Oka will offer to sharpen Manaya's axe.
3: Oh, uh, sure
1: it's just I it comforts me, you know, to sharpen my blade, but now it is, I man, just like something to sharpen.
3: So I learned to sharpen it as a wood cutting axe. I'd excited to see how you what you do with it.
1: And I think maybe we just talk weaponry until... Until bedtime? Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, that's really sweet. I like that. Oka's like, well, it's a fine blade. Da, 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 da.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two of you both get a point of inspiration. That's cute. Oh. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: All right, now for Tank our chaos news. bitches. A Dewey, Dewey, and V. What's going on?
2: V is... Because they're back in their own room. V is definitely not looking like she's getting ready for bed. She's the door everyone's while sticks her head out the door make you see if anyone's out in the hallway are you waiting for someone no it's just i'm thinking about going to just talk to our good friend rev next door are you gonna talk or are you
4: i could i see the glint in your
2: eye i mean why talk when you could just connect on a on a deeper level talking is just so limited i think sometimes i want Go. to experience rev Magic is limited. Just go talk to her. Fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw, it. I saw it in your face. You actually.
0: <laughs> All right, V. Do you leave and just go talk to Rev?
2: Yeah, I'll go knock on Rev's door.
0: Okay, Dewey. Do you follow, or are you gonna stay and maybe press your ear to the door?
4: Yeah, I'm. I'll stay, and if they're if they're loud enough, I'll listen, but not like
0: not trying to listen. Okay, sounds good. Uh, v, you so pulls
3: out a device that puts up to his
4: ear oh, yeah, to listen like big, through
0: the
2: wall like, like the big,
3: stethoscope. Like a
0: big <laughs> cup. Yeah.
2: I just picture you know those little cups that like flatten yes. down and for cramping? Like and then you use his against yeah. the door.
0: <laughs> Your little invention. Okay. Uh, do Dewey, you're left alone as V, you exit and you knock on Rev's door.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do.
0: You just hear you hear Reb's voice behind it go, no one's home.
2: It's me, your good friend, Victoria.
0: Uh, you hear Rev mutter something under her voice that sort of maybe sounds like a swear word. Um, and then she just goes, What do you want, V?"
2: just want to talk as one person who's seeking vengeance to another person seeking vengeance.
0: Okay, there's like a brief pause, and then the door cracks open just a little. And you sort of see, like, just, like, like black hair over a golden eye, and she's just, like, looking at you standing there. Um... Based on how she's dressed, she doesn't seem like she's gone. Do zombies go to sleep? You're not entirely sure, actually. Maybe this is the first time that that question has crossed your head. She looks down at you. What do you really want?
2: You know, it may help if you weren't the only one carrying such a heavy memory. I was wondering if perhaps we could share a memory together.
0: Uh, She, she quirks like a black eyebrow. She opens the door just a little bit more, like looking down at you. What do you mean, share a memory together?
2: V reaches out a hand. I would like to cast Detect Thought, but I would like to do it in both directions, as if I can, like, give her my thought, my memory with Sievert seven years ago, and she can take, and I can see her memory. I'm searching. Are you trying to take?
0: Are you probing? Or are you just offering yours first?
2: I will offer mine first.
0: Okay, what
2: does Rev see? Rev sees seven years ago. It is a very nice place filled with all sorts of very valuable relics. And there's Sievert and there is V. And they are obviously looking for something very specific. They are walking past a lot of things. And V turns to Sievert and said, your sources are absolutely sure this is here, right?
5: Of course, darling. Of
0: course. No need to be so frazzled. When have I ever let you down?
2: I always get a bit suspicious when a person says a person of a person, you know, has some good information. So I'm just a little... Relax,
0: to- relax, V. And he actually like, is Rev seen through your eyes? Mm-hmm. So, Rev would feel like Sievert, like smoothing down, you know, like your arms, and he looks at you and you look into his, like, like br- like cold blue eyes, but they seem to be, like, warm and glowing with, like, affection. And she and you would recognize love for you. Sievert looks down and says, breathe, darling.
2: He immediately, like, almost like without even being able to control it, just relaxes and, like, takes a deep breath involuntarily and just heart. Ray falls back down, and she feels calm, and she's, like, with it again.
5: After we get the knuckle
0: bones, we'll be rolling in wealth. Best food, the best wine, anything you could ask for, lover.
2: That sounds like music to my ears. What are we waiting for? (laughs)
0: Let's go.
2: And they're searching around. Uh, I think V actually spots it first. Uh, at the sort of end of this large room, there it is—like on a pedestal, this these knuckles that we are searching for.
0: And you see, like Sievert's, like eyes are like glowing, and he like carefully steps forward, you know, to them. And he goes, "Careful, traps." And he like gestures toward like a very like v- like in the if he hadn't pointed it out, you probably would have stepped on it, like a slight like crap like le- elevation of a flagstone.
2: And I think there's probably a sound far off. And V turns and says, there could be people coming. Let's get, let's do this quick.
5: It's a busy manner. There are people everywhere. Don't lose your
0: cool, V. Remember, stay cool. And he sort of like exhales a little bit of like frost breath as he says that and winks at you.
2: (laughs) Kind of swoon a little bit. Kind of swoon (laughs) a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yep. He just sort of says, guard the door.
2: And V does so. She goes, look, at watch the door.
0: Uh, Sievert picks across, like, this, it looks to, like, the untrained eye, like, an empty room, but he's, like, stepping very, like, attentively and specifically to avoid specific parts in the ground. And then he gets to, like, the base of the pedestal, like, from your distance, you don't really see the knuckle bones up close, um, but he looks over them, and V, you would know that, like, Sievert had said, like, he had, like, disrupted the wards, you know, the alarm wards you know, earlier beforehand, so you could get in and get out very quickly. But as he reaches for the knuckle bones and picks them up, alarms go off. Like, rawr, rawr, like going off and off and off. And then those footsteps that you heard from earlier begin to like, like shout and like come toward where you're coming from.
2: Shit, we've got to get out of here. They're, they're coming. What, how do we miss that alarm?
0: I didn't. Uh, and Sievert sort of brandishes like the two knuckle bones you see now like between each like finger Something I forgot to mention, actually, darling, about these knuckle bones is they don't just grant quote-unquote immortal life. They allow you to teleport as well. What? And the knuckle bones begin to glow.
2: V starts booking it towards Saver, be like, you can't leave without me.
0: And I think maybe as you're running, you trip some traps. Mm -hmm. Right, that he has specifically not pointed out for you. And then like a net, maybe like a net falls down, you know, on you and like gouts of fire come out, like spikes, like pits open up in the ground. And you're, are you doing like your best, like dodge and weave out of the way of these traps as he's standing by the pedestal. As
2: acrobatic as possible. But definitely like getting hit a little bit by stuff.
0: Yeah. And he looks down at you. Now his eyes are just filled with like, the love is no longer there. Like it is filled with like, almost like a cold, like contempt. And, like, a, a look of almost, like, victory on his face as he's holding, as he begins to glow. And as he's glowing more and more, he begins to become, like, more translucent. Like, he's, like, leaving. Like, he's, like, beaming out of there.
2: Seaver, don't, don't do this.
0: And maybe I think this floor opens up underneath you in, like, a a, a trap and you hang on. Maybe like to the edge of the pit and you're like there you know and like mm. the yeah like the footsteps grow louder and louder the shouting gets louder and louder and you're basically at his feet now you're almost there but you're like hanging on and he actually gets down and he he starts holding out a hand for you
2: he tries to reach up not very strong so this is very difficult
0: and you 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 hold on to where his hand was and it goes through his hand because he's becoming more translucent you can't hold him anymore and he just goes
5: V, 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 V. You didn't think I actually loved you, did you? Siebert. You didn't think your mother actually loved you, did you? She only loved you for what she thought you represented. Your father.
2: V is tearing up. She has no words.
5: And your father doesn't even know you're alive. But if he did, he wouldn't give two fucking rats asses about you.
2: Sievert, how could you do this?
0: Uh, his expression sort of hardens. Even though this is your memory, I will ask for an insight check from UV.
2: Uh, and that one.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> tracks.
2: <laughs> I feel like this is like the moment where, yeah, maybe she falls down into this pit now.
0: Yeah, and you have no- where, where is this coming from? Why does he- why is he looking at you with such hatred? Why? It doesn't make any sense. What is he playing at? This makes no sense at all. And he looks- he, he's like- he looks down at you contemptuously. If you survive, dream of me
5: every night. Because I won't even think about you at all.
2: And B slips and falls and falls and falls. And that's the end of the memory.
0: Uh, As you're standing like at the threshold of like Rev, you know, Rev has opened the door completely and is standing there a little dumbstruck from the memory. Are you like Mm. crying, V?
2: Yeah. Still like a physically hold strength, but like clenched real hard and tears are falling down her
0: face. And because she was like literally at you, you know, in your memory, like her her golden eyes are also welling with tears a little, you know, and you see like some like like a few like have come down her face, and she quickly scrubs at it. And wordlessly she grabs the front of your shirt and she pulls you in, uh, and closes the door behind you. Um don't give me that in <laughs> do face. See me?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: oh, Rev VEV shippers. Uh, and and uh Rev just sort of looks at you and just says, Seabird, that was him.
2: Yes. I've been hunting him ever since. And I found him. I did burn down his building.
0: I recall in Dabathati. I thought that was just... That was seven years ago, wasn't it? Yes. Do it to me.
2: He holds out a hand for Rev to grab.
0: And she takes your hand. And her hand is cold and dry, like death. And then you enter Brev's memory.
5: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie
0: Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at O Mike Graham. That's O H Mike, M I K E, Graham, G R A H A M soundscape design this episode is by vincent mcelroy of heroes in progress new podcast episodes drop every other tuesday if you can't wait
5: that long tune into our live stream
0: saturdays at 3 p.m u.s central time on twitch at trans rpg also toss us a follow on twitter tumblr instagram and youtube at TransplanarRPG. we also have a patreon patrons get early access to episodes character sheets high res art
5: and much much more and finally a very special thank you to our Patreon Paragons, Abigail Rytel, Azura, Brooke Bright, Cassidy Barnes, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Mitzi, Moonflower Tea, Purple Mouse, Risa, and Rue.